0: Welcome to Rebel Roundup, ladies and gentlemen, and the rest of you, in which we look back at some of the very best commentaries of the week by your favorite rebels. I'm your host, David Menzies. Justin Trudeau's jihad on non-approved journalists continues, which is to say, if you are not a government-approved journalist sucking from the taxpayer teat, then the Trudeau Liberals are hell-bent on eliminating such dissenting voices. And yes folks we're talking canada not north korea or cuba or that country justin so admires china adam seuss has all the latest news on trudeau's quest to curtail freedom of speech and freedom of the press and as the saying goes everything old is new again and i speak not of fashion but rather a method of communications namely the cb radio Sid Fizzard explains why this old trucker staple might be a way of maintaining freedom of speech in these increasingly censorious times. And finally, letters, we get your letters. We get your letters almost every minute of every day. And I'll share some of your responses about my story regarding an Ontario entrepreneur who has converted his truck to run on ammonia translation as the cost of gas rises ever upward to that ominous $2 a litre benchmark, Roger Gordon only pays $0.25 cents a litre for his fuel. Nice! Those are your rebels. Now let's round them up.
1: Aurez-vous <laughs> l'obligence de répondre à ma question en tant que premier ministre? Où allez-vous encore? Diaboliser
0: mon média. ma perspective sur ton organisation uh, hier soir. rien à dire. i will call it a media organization. Your group of individuals uh, need to take accountability for uh, some of the polarization that we're seeing in this country. And I it's think level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China um, because they're, you know. Basic dictatorship. Are you kidding? I am is this? churches. Had, a, They're burning a, a, churches and vandalizing them, and you're not calling it a hate crime. You deserve, oh God. You deserve a government that's going to continue to say, get vaccinated. And you know what? If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's your choice. But don't think you can get on a plane or a train beside vaccinated people. Oh Can you believe the chutzpah, the sheer unmitigated gall? Prime Minister Trudeau blames the independent media for the polarization in Canada. Well, I will say this. I've never seen our dominion so polarized, not in my lifetime. But when it comes to the architect of this polarization, Justin Trudeau, please look in a mirror. Joining me now from Calgary is Adam Seuss. Good day, my friend. How are you doing?
1: Wonderful. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Adam, that clip in your report dating back more than seven years ago, in which Justin Trudeau confesses his admiration for the basic dictatorship of China, that never gets old, my friend. And we can tell that with his ambition to censor the Internet and discredit independent media – that he has every intention of embracing the policies of a dictator. Adam, this month marks the 40th anniversary of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which was ratified by Justin's father, Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Is there not a sense of perverse irony here that the biggest threat to those charter rights and freedoms is Justin Trudeau?
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, when you look at this guy's term uh, in office, the that comment he made about an admiration for basic dictatorship was probably one of the only times he was saying what he meant. Generally, if Justin Trudeau says something, the opposite occurs. If he celebrates the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, it's when he's trampling it. If he says he's going to make houses more affordable for families, the average price of house doubles. It goes on and on. If, if he says he's going to address uh, drinking clean drinking water uh, for indigenous communities in Canada, they don't they don't get a He is every bit uh, the nightmare of 1984 Orwell, where what he says is functionally the opposite of what he does in every single case whatsoever. So for him to have the audacity, and it wasn't just him, this was a concerted effort. Um, It was a number of his key ministers sharing about that, as though they are some sort of champions of freedom, as though they've been the ones advocating for our fundamental rights precisely while well, they've been trampling on them. Um, Pierre Elliott Trudeau was the one of the last people to implement, um, back then it was called the War Measures Act, not the Emergency Measures Act. They brought in martial law effectively. His son is now doing it as well. But Pierre Elliott Trudeau is now seeming the moderate compared to the stuff that Justin Trudeau is doing. And that is a shocking statement. For many, Pierre Elliott Trudeau was the prime minister we look back to as, as one of the worst, as, as uh, certainly one who caused a lot of problems for this country, certainly one who alienated the West to a degree never before felt. Um, But now he's looking like uh, like he wasn't half bad compared to the old chip off the block.
0: No, 100%. It's it's very disturbing, Adam. And you know, I, I can't help but think, you know, people ask me if you ever did get a chance to ask Justin Trudeau a question, what would it be? And I think for me, Adam, it would be this. And it's a question the mainstream media should have asked beginning about two years ago, that now that we see How China is behaving on the world stage, Uh, for example, the ongoing genocide of the Uyghur Muslims, what was done to Hong Kong, what is being threatened to be done to Taiwan, given that COVID-19 originated out of China and has caused the world economy trillions upon trillions of economic damage. Mr. Trudeau, are you still an admirer of the basic dictatorship of China? That would be my question, Adam. Um, First of all, why won't anyone in the media that does have access uh, ask him that? And secondly, what do you think his answer would be?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I I think we have a situation where those who are allowed in, and this has been our experience, anyone who's going to ask tough questions or if they suspect a, a media outlet, not even an unfriendly media outlet, but a media outlet that is going to actually ask questions that people want answers to is going to show up. Um, they, they don't disclose the location for events. They simply shut the door. Um, they, they have, instead of a location, they have a phone number to call and then they vet you and then they might let you in. The other thing that we've seen is that they'll do media pooling, which sort of makes sense if you're the president on an airplane or if you're in an extremely secure environment. But they're doing this for every single event. When there's large banquet halls of people coming, they, they're, they're afraid that he's going to say something ridiculous like that China comment. Um, they're afraid that he won't have an answer for questions on the fly. We've attempted to cover numerous events and they simply exclude anyone. So I think the people there, they're getting their government handouts. Unlike us, we're independent journalists. We can ask those questions. But they're getting government handouts and they know if they start asking tough questions, they're going to be excluded. A few few outlets have started on occasion to ask questions. We're also seeing some, uh, some organizations start to say, well, we, we've kind of crossed the line here. I think people can smell, uh, the sharks can smell the blood in the water, so to speak, particularly with this coalition with the NDP. Um, Justin Trudeau is vulnerable. He's leaning towards the end of his uh, political uh, Career in Canada, very likely, but who knows with what's going on? Uh, but that does seem to be hopefully the way things are headed. Um, I don't think one. I don't think you could get an honest answer out of Justin Trudeau on that question. Um, if you did, it would probably be something along the lines of the Jean Chretien question. He was he, the answer he gave um, when he was asked about his work with Huawei and then lots of the troubling sort of connections there, where he. Ultimately, I'm sure Justin Trudeau is going to work for the Chinese in some way, way, shape, or form after politics, whether it be through a think tank or some other organization. He's going to be getting funding from them, um, so I doubt he would say anything to malign his own handlers. Um, And really, this sort of shapes out the the media won't ask questions because Trudeau uh, pays them, and Trudeau... Uh, is very much beholden to the Chinese and very likely hopes for further relations with his Trudeau Foundation with them. So he's beholden to them and not willing to criticize anybody. Uh, we need a politician who's actually willing to talk to media, answer tough questions, and hold some people accountable, particularly if they're doing terrible things like spying on countries and executing genocides on the Uyghur populations.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm sure the Mandarins in Beijing just love uh, Justin Trudeau. You might be right, he might have a uh, a job for life uh, post uh, prime ministership with uh, with the Chinese government. But you know, Adam, it's worse than what you say. You, you had some clips in your report uh, that are about to prove what I'm saying. It's not just that we're excluded. It's not just that we have doors slammed in our fa- face, but in the case of our beloved colleague, Drea Humphrey in Vancouver, myself here in Toronto back in December, we were actually manhandled. I mean, they moved yeah. Drea out of the way like she was a little China doll, picked her up and moved her on a public sidewalk with me. Uh, they basically beat me up and infected me. Um, what I'm getting at uh, before we talk about things like Bill C-11 and whatnot, uh, Adam, this is Banana Republic uh, kind of yeah. crap. You know, the idea of uh, the RCMP working as the Royal Canadian mounted henchman and laying a beating on reporters who ask insensitive questions. Did you ever imagine this would happen in
1: Canada? No, and you know what's actually particularly shocking to me, obviously I was heartbroken to see what happened to you uh, as well as to Drea, but it's how quickly this Justin Trudeau uh, use of police and as a, as a means of political oppression, as a, as a political tool of force, how quickly, while the world looked on it horror at <laughs> what happened in, in Ottawa with people getting trampled by horses, guns being pointed at peaceful protesters, um, a nightmare situation, but the, the police... Police around the around uh, the the country, under the the likes of Mayor Jyoti Gondek, sought to emulate those standards. So the damage, I think, is far-reaching. An uh, independent journalist, Devlin Gannon, was aggressively arrested here in Calgary. Um, so that the implications of this sort of banana republic leadership, these progressive politicians like Jyoti Gondek, I mean, even Jason Kenney to an extent, they certainly seem to feel emboldened. Well, if Justin Trudeau can do this, we can use our police force to hammer people down as well, and that's troubling because when people start to question whether they can trust the police, when longtime supporters, back the blue type folks, are saying, Well, you've crossed a line here, guys, when the police themselves are so thoroughly divided, half of them at least probably don't want to do this stuff anymore, but they're just trying to put food on the table, you've got a problem in your country. And there needs to be, we need we need at some point some sort of moral standard, whether it's the police, whether it's the police chief, whether it's a mayor, a premier, or the prime minister of this country. Somebody needs to have some principles and say, no, the, the, the criminal code is going to be respected. The Charter of Rights and Freedoms is going to be respected, um, particularly to usher away all these rights and bring in all these abuses for a uh, COVID-19 situation that has very low rates of death. Uh, is completely unjustifiable and and entirely concerning
0: no indeed and i think what's even more concerning despite the censorship despite us being locked out the physicality it's this thing they're cooking up now adam the qualified canadian journalist journalism organization license That in itself is offensive that these, uh, that this government thinks that journalism should be some kind of licensed profession. And if you don't have their license, you are verboten to have an opinion. But what makes it doubly offensive, Adam, is the fact look whose letterhead is on the correspondence when it comes to independent media organizations the canadian revenue agency in all my life adam i've never seen the cra or by its former name revenue canada politicized as kind of a a pit bull watchdog at the behest of the government if you want anyone to be apolitical it's the tax man this is really serious stuff wouldn't you say
1: yeah, well, if you want anyone to be apolitical and not have a conflict of interest, it's media, it's the taxman, <laughs> it's the police, it's all these people who have become the most politicized arms of government under Justin Trudeau, and it's extremely problematic. And, and this is not this is not new for anyone who's studied history. When people are inclining towards totalitarianism, they increase gun restrictions, they limit media access, they limit who's allowed to call themselves media. These are all things that we can, if you study history, you can see these patterns leading up to very many of the troubling instances. I was talking with Arthur Pavlovsky yesterday about this, um, and he very much admits when he's using the language of Gestapo and, and those types of languages, he's talking about and is family witnessed it firsthand the steps leading up to the horrific thing that happened he's not saying that what's happening right now is comparable to some of the most horrific instances in history he's saying this is the pattern that is followed whether it be in vietnam whether it be in germany whether it be in honduras wherever it is venezuela they restrict freedoms they restrict the media's capacity to ask questions and now the fact that we have the cra effectively saying not only is the government going to be giving handouts to these preferred media outlets in the of billions of dollars and no one watches these guys by the way but like very few people it's not a good return on investment for canadians but also the other outlets aren't going to be uh, eligible for these tax receipts um, for uh, subscription services these types of things it is so narrowly focused on excluding certain voices, particularly ours, other independent media outlets that dare ask tough questions instead of just cheerleading, uh, for it to be entering into this sort of economic realm. We saw it already with bank accounts being frozen with the trucker convoy. Now they're taking it to this extent. They're going after our wallets. They're going after our freedoms. Uh, If you aren't concerned about this right now, you simply are not paying attention. As I mentioned, there is hope that People are starting to wake up. Justin Trudeau's popularity is plummeting. He's dependent on a a volatile NDP coalition right now, which a couple days after they entered the NDPs criticizing the liberals and conservatives for working together, which is absurd. But we are in a very problematic time right now. And anyone out there, whether it be a civil liberties advocate, a progressive, whoever you are, should be concerned about this, because these are very much the freedoms that people move to Canada for. People are coming here, not just for jobs, not just for security, but they're coming here for this promise of freedom they have been for a long time that's part of what made canada so great and those freedoms are rapidly evaporating under justin trudeau oh well
0: said my friend you know i i can't help but agree with you in terms of you know the power the CRA has, Adam. I'm not making a joke. I'd rather be in trouble with the mob than the CRA. The CRA can give you an economic death sentence. I can go to my bank and find out my account has been frozen uh, thanks to an order from the CRA. And the fact that it's becoming politicized, that the prime minister has a direct channel to the taxman and basically goes through his Rolodex. Let's see, Sheila Gunn-Reed, Ezra Levant, Adam Seuss, David Menzies, et cetera, et cetera, um, lock them out. Um, I don't think that's beyond the realm of possibility, Adam. The way things are going in this country.
1: Oh, I, I think it's I think it's entirely within the realm of possibility. There has been quite a bit of international backlash and attention brought to this. Um, people are generally outraged, and for many, this crossed a line. But unfortunately, uh, Canada basically politely asked for our freedom and got it. We didn't fight for it, so there is a general sense of sort of. Uh, happiness and eagerness to go along among Canadians uh, and that's why we, we're seeing the people who are speaking out against this first and foremost were often people from Eastern Europe, people from Vietnam, people yeah. who have seen this sort of thing firsthand. Canadians really need to wake up because it is only a matter of time before someone has, and I'm not talking about overt racism or advocating for violence or any of those types of things, but it's 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 about time someone, someone is going to have a nuanced opinion about government overreach or uh, The freedom of speech rights that we should have, and they're going to have their bank accounts frozen. That, that, under Justin Trudeau, is his intention very much. He wants people who don't agree with him not to be able to pay their bills. And, you know, Adam, I also
0: get this profound feeling, you know, as a saying goes in Las Vegas, the fix is in. And I speak of uh, that, um, you know, secret cabal that analyzed Rebel News content. They looked at 276 of our most recent reports, found out less than less than 1% was news. Heck, our name is Rebel News. Um, not only is it news, it's news that the mainstream media dare not report because they don't want to bite the hand that feeds. And again, this is shocking. By what benchmark are they defining news? And who are these people, Adam? Who are these? these? These nameless bureaucrats that are determining what is and isn't news and who does and does not get a qualified Canadian journalism
1: organization license. You know, I bet they're related to the same people who determined that we weren't eligible for the leadership debates. And guess what? A federal court ruled that they were wrong. This is ridiculous. You know, I I might agree with you that only 1% of the time we're covering a story, other media outlets are there. That indicates to me not that we're only doing 1% news, but that we are doing news and no one else is covering it. The amount of times that I see media outlets and everyone at Rebel, I'm sure you can attest to this as well, media will show up for five minutes of an eight-hour event, or they'll show up for three minutes before the the event begins they get one shot and they roll out we've talked about this before but we saw an uh, anti-castro regime anti-communist regime protest in calgary with a couple hundred people show up Um, they showed up at the beginning when the organizers were there got a shot of about seven or eight of them um, and then said that it was a protest for vaccines to be (laughs) distributed in cuba it was it was absolutely unbelievable so by their absurd metric of other outlets aren't covering this stuff, yeah, they're they're probably right, but looking back at our last 276 stories, there are there are live streams of leadership events with no commentary provided. There's probably a dozen of those. There's speeches where we just captured the speech and posted it without comment. That's original news content by the very definition. They aren't even making an effort anymore. Saying only 1% of 276 stories is news, is it's laughable, it's comedy. And it is the type of thing that you would see in a banana republic. You know, Adam, from what you just said, you've given me an epiphany because I was looking through this
0: 276 reports. I was looking at the reports I go, how can this not be considered news? Less than 1% is is actual news. And you know what it is, my friend? I think uh, you've stumbled on something. If these nameless bureaucrats see, uh, oh, I don't know, impolite, insensitive questions directed at Justin Trudor or the federal government, that therefore disqualifies it as being legitimate news. Could that be uh, what they're basing this benchmark on, Adam?
1: Seems like, I mean... Pastor incarcerated political prisoner for 51 days. Well, they're Christian, so that's not news. Um, Daring to ask questions, showing up when no one else will show up, covering these protests. Literally, the amount of times that I've seen little sort of oddball protests with like 30 people and all the media outlets are filming them, some environmental protest, whatever it might be. God bless them. Everyone has a right to protest. I'm in favor of that, except apparently freedom folks under the injunction in Calgary. But regardless, um, and then thousands of people show up with mainstream media literally parked there filming. And they, they pack up their cameras and leave. They don't get the shot. We even saw media outlets recently at an event for Pierre Polyab that had about 7,000 people there. Mainstream media said hundreds showed up. <laughs> it's, it's just they, like less than 1% of what they do is news might be an, a believable standard. Now, everyone has their biases. Everyone has their perspectives and opinions. We don't pretend otherwise. But to pr- pretend that CBC is doing all news and we're doing less than 1% news, it's absolutely laughable. Um, I, for one, am am happy, and it's sad to see the journalistic integrity uh, for so many fall apart in this country. There are still journalists out there doing important work, asking tough questions, but they're few and far between. It certainly seems to be discouraged in the industry. I'm very happy to be with Rebel News, because I'm encouraged to go out there, find stories, ask tough questions, do research, get informed, and then present That information to the public in as unedited a way as possible. We'll intro it, we'll give our opinion a little bit, and then we let the people judge for themselves. And I think that's why people appreciate us, I think that's why people watch us, and I think that's why mainstream media numbers across North America, and in fact around the world, are absolutely dwindling, while independent media outlets are taking over, and I don't think Justin Trudeau can stop it. And I'll go one step further, Adam. I think a lot
0: of the hate on we receive from members of the mainstream media, mainstream media organizations, it's basically jealous, quite jealousy, quite frankly. They resent the freedom we have that we can go after uh, Justin Trudeau and his cabal with tough questions because they dare not bite the hand that feeds. And I'll tell you, with your crowd estimates, that that always kills me. I know most journalists, myself included, I failed uh, grade eleven math they're unless they're writing for the business pages they're not exactly um, a whiz with numbers but even i can tell the difference between hundreds of people and thousands of people but um at the end of the day what do we see from this government because they don't like us they don't like our ideology they don't like our quest for the truth it's demonization it's censorship it's even violence this is despicable like i said Banana Republic crap is on our shores right now, Adam. Last word goes to you.
1: You know, I... uh the, the thing that's encouraging for me is we've just continued to grow. Um, Justin Trudeau thinks he's beating us up, but uh, we are, uh, we're, we're, we're just growing. We're resilient. We aren't backing down. This is real journalism. Real journalism gets to work when the people who you are supposed to be holding accountable tell you that you're not allowed to hold them accountable. So very much Justin Trudeau may think he's uh, dealing a death blow here, but Canadians know better. We know better. We're going to continue to work, and we're only going to continue to grow. Justin Trudeau, every time he launches one of these attacks against us, I'm out in public, I can go to the mall, I can go to wherever I may be. People come up to me and and talk to me about Justin Trudeau attacking rebel news on a daily basis when I'm out in public. People are are listening to this story, and they're not listening on behalf of Justin Trudeau, they're listening on behalf of independent media, and I, I have a pretty good feeling that Canadians have got our back.
0: A hundred percent. And uh, Adam, we're in, I'm sure, for the fight of our lives with the passing of Bill C-11 and when it does get passed. But that's a story for another day. Have a great weekend, my friend.
1: Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You too.
0: You got it. And that was Adam's Seuss in Calgary. Keep it here, folks. More of Rebel Roundup to come right after this.
2: The convoy drew international attention towards the peaceful fight for civil liberties here in Canada, despite Trudeau's efforts to thwart dissent. This success may partially be thanks to CB radio, both in terms of navigating the convoy as well as the conveyance of messaging without government or big tech consent. Notably, there was an increase in CB radio sales during the pandemic. Meanwhile, the government continues to restrict media on all fronts. But this communications platform provided a separate world for truckers and convoy supporters to communicate with each other without a third-party overlord, as emphasized by the notable entrepreneur Elon Musk, when he stated that CB radios are free from government and media control.
0: Well, folks, who'd have thunk it? A communications device that was all the rage in pop culture back in the mid-70s is now perhaps a tool that Canadians can use to preserve freedom of speech? And really, does that not speak volumes when it comes to the censorious behavior of both the Silicon Valley tech giants and big government in the 21st century? And joining me now from Calgary is Sid Fazard. Hey, Sid, how you doing? Hey, doing all right? How's everything going? Everything is great. You know, Sid, I absolutely loved your piece because you know more than forty years ago, trucker culture briefly became part of pop culture thanks to a slew of trucker-centric movies and TV shows and even hit songs. But isn't it amazing that here we are in 2022 and people are rediscovering citizen band radios, not out of a thirst for nostalgia, Sid, but rather as a means of maintaining their freedom of speech. What's your take on this, my friend? Uh, Well, we're seeing uh, uh, a reliving of an
2: old technology that's CB radio. And I don't mean to offend when I say, oh, this has been replaced by much uh, more broad means of communication. Uh, However, it is interesting. It did make a bit of a comeback during the pandemic as people were locked in their homes. uh, And inevitably, it is an alternative means of communication aside from what we regularly uh, move towards, such as social media through our phones and the Internet, uh, basically as one and the same. Uh, So it's interesting to note that people are uh, putting in more interest to these uh, external sources of communication, and hopefully more of them will be seen.
0: Well, as a matter of fact, when you think about it, in a sense, the CB radio is the great, great, great granddaddy of the Internet. The idea, um, and and it was a phenomenal thing, you know, back when, you know, when I discovered CB radios, uh, not as a user, but as watching all those various trucker shows, um, that you can just go onto the airwaves as Joe Blow, uh, say a hail. And some distant stranger, although not too distant, there's a range to the radios, of course, would uh, strike up a conversation. It was like kind of like an email or texting dialogue going back and forth, albeit audio. But the thing is, as we are being censored increasingly by the Silicon Valley tech giants and uh, by government, um, this might be an alternative for some people In which to communicate without having Big Brother, uh, you know, waiting in to stymie the communication.
2: Oh, that's exactly it. And just think about an entire city. We all have our cell phones. Well, what if those cell phones were replaced with walkie-talkies? And you had a certain number of channels and the hundreds of thousands of people around you were all using these walkie-talkie systems as well. Just put in your head what that might sound like. What kind of communication would happen? It would be a bit of a wild west. Uh, but that's exactly what free, free speech provides. Uh, it's not censored by the government. Now, of course, on a CB radio, whatever you're broadcasting can be heard by anyone around you. So you might still have some caution uh, laid out there. But uh, at the end, at least you are able to say what you want to say.
0: You know, and when you use that term Wild West, I can't help but think, Sid, going back some 15 years ago when we saw these um, Silicon Valley tech platforms emerge, you know, the YouTubes, the Twitters, the Facebooks. If you recall, my friend, it was a matter of, hey, come one, come all. This is the Wild West of free speech. Uh, Give us your content for free. Wow, what a business plan. And then when they... um, you know, uh, attained critical mass, Sid, suddenly they became picky and choosy, and they pointed to those of right of center, typically, you, 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 out, we're not interested in your brand of free speech. Um, don't you find that remarkable, how really the creation of these tech giants, it was really a matter of bait and switch, I think, Sid? Yeah, it's, it's incredibly unfortunate.
2: Um, And and as they've solidified their foundation and they're not so worrisome of uh, being at a loss when it comes to finances, especially with the gains they've made uh, in marketing online and the money they're pulling in from that, uh, we are the commodity that they're going after. And it's a shame because, like you said, YouTube back in the day, you could go on there and you would see all sorts of things, maybe some stuff you shouldn't have seen uh, because it was just so outlandish. But at least everyone got to see what was really going on. And one of the byproducts of their Uh, marketing uh, efforts towards us as individuals is that we're encapsulated in this world that is an expected world that they can advertise to us in, uh, and it prevents us from wanting outside intervention.
0: Yeah, and you know, I'm just thinking, So this might come across as a stupid question, but I don't think so, given the type of censorious thugs we have in Ottawa. We see with Bill C-11, the Trudeau Liberals want to regulate and censor the internet. Uh, They want to try to put a muzzle on independent media outlets like ourselves. And I'm wondering if CB radios were to take off, if the sales really ramped up, Would you put it past this government um, not to come up with regulations that would govern the use of CB radios? Honestly, it would not surprise me in the least. Uh, However, anytime you try and shut
2: something down like that, it'll pop up in another place in a different way altogether. So uh, they can try, but I think for the time being, they're just not going to worry about it so that they can focus on the Internet uh, that we're all using so frequently.
0: Yeah, I guess uh, if CB radios are uh, legislated out of existence, uh, what else do we have left? Smoke signals, I guess.
2: <laughs> we do have a lot of pigeons in our downtown areas. Uh, maybe we can put them to good use. Ha!
0: That's right. I wish I could figure out how to train a pigeon to fly somewhere. I have just an idea that if I was sending a pigeon to you, uh, Sid, with a little note taped to its uh, leg, it probably ends up in Florida as opposed to Calgary. So I don't even know how that works. But once again, uh, just a great piece. And of course, uh, you made the point in your uh, video that the Freedom Convoy, the CB radios were integral and uh, for good reason we saw how um all sorts of threats in terms of the online universe were happening in ottawa including um you know the potential of having your bank account suspended if you were to donate to the uh, freedom convoy so i suppose when it comes to an old school communications technology like the cb radio Sid, um necessity is the mother of invention well,
2: that's absolutely it and uh well, i guess we'll see where things go as you know as we all know technology is advancing
0: more rapidly by the day so uh, who knows what we'll have at our disposal in the next few years well there you go well i got to tell you said i mean back in the mid 70s i was in junior high school in newfoundland um, to show you how big trucker culture was and of course the cb radio is intrinsically linked to it um, i won a provincial writing contest came in second place I won $300, Sid, which in 1975 currency was a fortune for a junior high schooler. I almost bought a CB radio, even though I didn't have a car or a driver's license. That's how much of a loser I was. <laughs> but uh, And I'm going to give myself a Barry Horowitz pat on the back for winning that contest. But in the meantime, um, I never dreamed that CB radios in this day and age of cell phone technology, the internet... Uh, etc. would come into the uh, vernacular again. And I got to say, it's a sad story that because of a government, because of silicon tech giants that are all about censorship, we're talking about this in the first place. Last word goes to you, Sid.
2: Oh, I just want to, I guess I would say for everyone to keep looking for new ways of finding information, especially uh, even though we all find ourselves enveloped in the Internet uh, and our phones, there are real physical ways of communicating that are entirely different that we should at least be aware of.
0: There you go. Well, Sid, as they say in the CB universe, uh, 10 for Rubber Ducky. I'm going to put the hammer down and move on to, our, to another segment. Thank you so much for that uh, piece, Sid. It really brought me down memory lane. Oh, absolutely. Avoid the chicken poops. Thank you. And that was Sid Fizzard in Calgary. Keep it here, folks. more of Rebel Roundup to come right after this in the greater Toronto area today, gas is about a buck seventy nine a liter as it inches ever upward to that two dollar a liter barrier. But when it comes to my gas, Roger Gordon, uh he really doesn't care about the price of the pump because his ford f three fifty. It doesn't run on gasoline or diesel. It runs on ammonia, and that means Roger is paying about 25 cents a liter. Wow. Uh, Let's delve into uh, what Roger is doing right now with his truck to get these incredible fuel savings. Roger, as I said, uh, this is your Ford uh, F-350. It's a 2001 model. And uh, unlike uh, other Ford uh, pickup trucks that would run on gasoline or diesel, yours runs on ammonia. Uh, Tell us what gave you the inspiration to go the ammonia route. We were creating ammonium, using it for the pharmaceutical business. And in uh, 2010, We applied for a patent for a machine. In the following years, we've tried to find somebody to partner up with us that's bigger than us. A billionaire from Canada came, he was gonna partner up with us. He tries to contact Trudeau, Trudeau won't reply to him. Before Trudeau became prime minister, he sent emails to us praising Green NH3. After he became prime minister, He wouldn't praise us anymore. He wouldn't reply to us. Well, folks, as Bob Barker used to say, the price is right. Heck, 25 cents a liter for fuel these days. That just might be the bargain of the century. And yet, the Trudeau liberals, for whatever reason, are simply uninterested in this fossil fuel alternative. (laughs) I wonder why. In any event, you had plenty to say about Roger Gordon's quest to promote ammonia as a fossil fuel alternative. Kenton Sully writes, doesn't matter, government will eventually tax this fuel and bye-bye savings. You know, unfortunately, I fear you are correct, Kenton. If ammonia were to catch on, you can bet your set of wheels that it would be taxed. In fact, As the number of electric cars ramps upward, trust me, governments will apply a kilometer tax to EV drivers. Hey, the tax man never misses an opportunity to reach into our wallets, folks. Brian Lee writes, sounds good to me, but if government doesn't like it, they will discredit you and probably try to buy the patent so they can make it disappear. Wouldn't be the first time. Unfortunately, I think that is a valid premise, Uh, Brian. After all, look what the Trudeau Liberals are doing right now to make the independent press disappear. Mike Pierce writes, Weird, ammonia is based on the most abundant element in our atmosphere. I never associated its use as a fuel, mostly for water disinfection combined with chlorine. Wow, I'm not... A fuel expert by any means, Mike, but if ammonia is viable, you gotta love that price, 25 cents a liter. The only other way to get fuel that cheap would be to hop in a DeLorean with the optional flux capacitor and go back in time to the 1970s. Freedom First writes Never mind a billionaire investor, he should crowdfund this. Obviously, in some way, the government can't get their paws on it. You know, I like how you're thinking, Freedom First, but as we saw with the Freedom Convoy, let's just make sure the crowdfunding portal won't go rogue. Yeah, I'm looking at you, GoFundMe, you pathetic censor. And Stevie writes, Diverse energy has always been the solution. The one-size-fits-all energy solutions suit the global elites who want to dictate human behaviors. Climate change, like censorship, is all about limiting your options. Well, I can tell you this much, Stevie. The Trudeau liberals are allegedly all about diversity. And Justin has proven this several times by um, donning blackface. Yikes. But these cats are most certainly not about a diversity of opinion. And if ammonia-based fuel doesn't fit into their climate change plans for whatever reason, then it will be ignored or maybe even demonized, because folks, that's how our federal government rolls these days. Well, that wraps up another edition of Rebel Roundup. Thanks so much for joining us. See you next week. And hey folks, never forget, without risk, there can be no glory. Good night.